the horizon. You're only coming through in the waves. We're prepping. Your lips move, but I can't hear what you're saying. When I was a child, I caught a fleeting glimpse. My hands felt just like two balloons. Now I've got that feeling once again. I can't explain, you would not understand. This is not um, how is I am. Hey, Michael. How you doing? Oh, I have become comfortably numb. Wow. Oh, can I do the guitar solo? Wow. Oh, that's the 313. Rocks. Oh, my home is hate. Oh, that has to do two one or two two two. I have become comfortably numb. Okay, okay, okay. Just a little pinprick. There'll be no more ah, but you may feel a little sick. Can you stand up? Stand up. Stand up. I do believe it's working good. It'll keep you going through the show. Come on, it's time to go. There is no pain you are receding. A distant ship smoke on the horizon. You are only coming through in waves. Your lips move. But I can't hear what you're saying. When I was a child, I caught a fleeting glimpse out of the corner of my eye. I turned to look, but it was gone. I cannot put my finger on it now. The child has grown. The dream is gone. Oh, I... Become comfortably numb. It's like a I think that's. I think that's probably good. the ground yeah i'm talking about exponential growth oh i okay. thought you were talking about physically no i thought we were going to space i was about to do a whole lift off thing no i was th- gonna do like a count like net like oh roger oh ground check complete <laughs> yeah niner. Mm-hmm. uh let's keep that one can we put a pin in that one okay and okay. we'll let's come back to it revisit it maybe that'll be something good for the future sure, okay so i'm talking about organic growth of our number of listeners yeah 
Yeah. And I thought of the perfect way. Sex? No. Okay. That's how it's usually done, though. Yeah. That, like, traditionally. No, nothing nothing more the organic, most organic than organic. Yeah. your baby listen to <laughs> Pudwell. No, no, I'm not talking about sex. I'm talking about the next best thing. Grandmas. Mm. <laughs> now, yeah. there's one thing yeah. I know about grandmas. It's that if they know anything that's even a little bit juicy, every grandma in the world knows it immediately. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's how grandmas be. Yeah, yeah, the grandma network is more efficient than, like, the the like u.s emergency yeah system. Uh-huh. so i think probably what we have to do is we have to spin Pudwill as like the rebellious thing the teens are doing and mm. tell the grandmas uh-huh. about it yeah and it's gonna spread to to all the grandmas and the grandmas are gonna be telling their teens now don't you go listen to that Pudwill. Uh-huh. and what are they gonna do uh-huh well they're not gonna listen to it because i mean i love my grandma yeah well you won't <laughs> Okay. But the cool people like me, they'll listen. Uh, right, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's my idea. <laughs> Not my podcast idea, but it's that's just idea. something that is an idea. Okay. Well, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. This is Pudwell <laughs> Summer Break Edition. That's right. <clears throat> um... Summer, summertime is here. It's hot. It's heavy. Mm-hmm. It's wet. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Oh, yeah. Mosquitoes are out. You know about summertime. You heard Kenny Chesney sing about it in his hit song, Summertime. Yeah. Yes. You heard Sex bob Scott Pilgrim's band, sing about it in their hit song, Summertime. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, round us out, uh, Brett. Uh, you heard uh, Mark Ribier sing about it in his song, Summertime. All right. <laughs> that's the Pudwell trifecta. And that's just the kind of quality work that we bring to you every episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, um, this is Pudwell Summer Break Edition, which means it's really different from normal Pudwell. It's um, so different. It's so different. It's almost distinguishable. <laughs> yes. I think I think we should start out like we always do by going around everybody saying their favorite thing about summer. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Summer, summer, summer. My favorite thing about summer is, you know, when you're just, you're on the street curb, you're eating a snow cone, and the juice is running down, like your, uh, like your arm is getting to your Mm -hmm. elbow, and it's just about to drip off, but, uh, but your homie leans over and just like (laughs) licks it up for you. (laughs) That's my favorite thing about summer. Catch that drip. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. No snow cone goes to waste. There's not... There's not a better feeling in the world than your homie just licking that <laughs> that popsicle right off your elbow. Dapping you up, some would say. Uh-huh. Yep. What are your what what's your favorite thing about summer? My favorite thing about summer is cold egg. <laughs> <laughs> now that is a that's a um quite a pull. Uh, a lot of people don't know about cold egg. Cold egg? Um, What's yeah. cold egg? Or at least aren't as big of fans as I know that you are. Well, like, they say, like, you can't eat cold egg in winter. It's not appropriate. But when summer rolls around, it's like, alright, finally it's acceptable to eat cold egg. Yeah. They say no cold, cold egg before Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's the saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know people eat their cold eggs. They have them prepared in different ways. Not eggs. Sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> that would be inappropriate any season. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I know d- different people eat their cold egg different ways. So, what's your favorite way to have cold egg prepared? Wait, is it? Wait, just so I know, it's one per person per session, or one yeah. per season? No, it's it's per session. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> but a session can end and another would start very quickly. Yeah. I right. The turnaround can be quite fast. I just didn't want to um, do a um have a social snafu yeah. on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As they that. say, um, egg is best served like revenge, mm-hmm. cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's what I say. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also. Chase, what's your favorite thing about summer? I like when the sun comes back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you talk about morning? <laughs> no, summer, when the sun comes back. Huh. I guess it's kind of true. I mean, you get... Huh. Yeah. Is this a joke where you're saying <laughs> sun more instead okay, of summer? I'll, okay, wait, wait, no. No, I hear you guys. Whenever you tell a joke, everyone in the room's like, no, this is the joke where this is the punchline or this is the punchline. And so I hear you and I concede. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, surrender. The surrender. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's summer. It's summer break. Uh, this is... Hoodwill, the thrift store podcast. Uh, One man's trash is another man's podcast. But in summer break edition, we're just throwing that out the window. It's all gone. Uh, We're here to do summer reading. We're here to abolish democracy. We're here to (laughs) just live it up in the sun. So last episode, we talked about what we're going to be reading. And we know as faithful uh, civilians of Pudwell Nation, you've all done your government assigned mm-hmm. <laughs> summer reading of Diver Wimpy Kid 1, 2, and 3. Okay, let me stop you right there. <clears throat> Hi, my name's Chase Abel. I'm one of the, the <laughs> hosts here at Pudwell. My assignment <clears throat> as one of your three teachers was to facilitate the reading of <clears throat> Journal of a Wimpy Kid 1. Mm. The book mm. starts with him saying, this is not a diary. Yeah. Uh, he lays the groundwork. This is a journal. Right, right. So let's just, let's get our story straight here. I don't want to hear anyone call it Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Well, Chase, um, James Wagon here. As oh. someone who has read hey, James. Diary of a Wimpy Kid 2, mm-hmm. Roderick Rules. Yes. Though he does continue to sometimes <clears throat> refer to the, the book in question as a journal. There is slight concession as to it being an actual diary. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, so, And now Chase, uh, Professor Smith here. Yeah. Um, in the third book, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Last Straw, uh, nowhere does he make the, uh, the ethos conceit that it is not a diary. It just starts. It just starts with January 1st. Yeah. And we're off and we're rolling. Well, it's called character <clears throat> growth. Yeah. It's called trusting your audience. Mm. You don't have to keep mm-hmm. telling them it's a journal. That's you already fair. told them. Okay. Why can't they just Let's... trust you? Mm-hmm. Pay attention. Remember. Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, so if, that you, if you guys day. haven't figured it out, uh, we each read, you know, 
we're very busy as emperors of Pudwell mm-hmm. Nation, so we each had, only read one of the Diary of Wicked books. Um, but we will be reading them all combined. Correct. And, and so, yes, Chase read book one, I read book two, Brent read book three. And so now I don't know what we're going to talk about, because none of us know the same things. I yep. think we could just do a, a highlights and discuss okay. the highlights. Yeah, we'll do that. A book report style. Mm-hmm. Should we go just right in order? Yes. Yeah, of course. Okay, well, that puts me up first. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I read The Journal of a Wimpy Kid, the first one. Um, and the the first thing that really took hold of me, the first line that kind of gripped me, is that he says he's writing this so that when he's famous, he doesn't have to answer all the questions. Right. He can just Ooh. give the journals out. Mm-hmm. Right? So, we just learned a lot about our character. Mm-hmm. We are, we're far in the future, where he mm-hmm. is famous, mm-hmm. and we're yeah. now reading his journal. That's true. A famous person. We should be true. honored. Do you think he'll sign them? If we can get Greg in the studio, he'll sign all of our um, journal copies of his? I'd like to think so, but the fact that he has released 13 of his journals mm-hmm. makes me think he might yeah. be very, 16. very 16. famous. 16. 16 Idiot. of his journals. Oh my! Oh, and we also, are gonna be at this for some time. Um, huh? uh, hot off the hot off the presses, Journal Seventeen has been announced to drop in October oh, of this crap. year. We gotta finish before we that. Gotta <laughs> <hurry up. laughs> oh yeah. Um. I guess is it my turn? Is that all? You to say about book one or? No, I. I honestly have a lot. I don't want right. to go through everything I have, but I have a couple more things I'd love to, to touch on, if that's okay. I think you should just run them down. So okay. fast. Uh, cheese Touch. We all remember it. What yeah. we might not remember is that Abe had the Cheese Touch, and he moved to California and took it with him. Hmm. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. That changed my life whenever I learned that. Yeah. Um, but then Rock- it, it re-ups. Like, Someone else touched a, it. A, a, a hey, new hey, spo- spoilers. What are you talking about right now? Uh, sorry. Uh, okay. Um, <clears throat> there's a really good prank in the book mm-hmm. where the school year ends and summer <clears throat> break starts and then um, the, um, his older brother Roderick sets the clock forward. It's like the middle of the night but he sets That's the classic stuff. He sets the clock yep. forward to yep. where it's morning time and he says, you slept through the entire summer. <laughs> this is not like oh it's tomorrow already this is True. months later get up True. and get ready for school True. and he did oh. and that's amazing yeah um here's a joke for you guys knock knock who's there thermos thermos who thermos be some way to tickle your funny bone <sighs> and we're supposed to know that greg's famous now and he said that uh, I don't remember who said it. Okay. I didn't. Okay. Anyone who said that could never be famous. <laughs> yes, hopefully it wasn't Greg. I'm getting a little sick of playing Formula One racing with Riley because he's not a serious gamer like me. <laughs> when Ri- when uh, Fregley has to go to the bathroom, he says, Juice! Juice! Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I say that too. But... Oh, one thing they That's did... What... <clears throat> That's what they said. That's what I said. When, hold on, let me think. Hold on, wait. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can take your time. Just say it. That's what I said when OJ Simpson. 
me you want OJ Simpson. One thing they did that I want to incorporate into my life because I think it is genius. So they start this workout regimen where they're they're lifting weights. They're getting yeah. They're getting mm-hmm. big and disgusting, which Huge. I which uh, big and horrible, if you will. And mm-hmm. I relate to that. I respect that. But one thing they do is while they're lifting weights, like you're you're bench pressing, mm-hmm. and then your buddy comes up and he tells you a joke while you're bench pressing, <laughs> and it's a test to see how committed you are, Ooh, how serious good. you are about your workout. Yeah. Are you gonna laugh at some dumb joke? Or are you gonna get ten more reps in? Mm. And I think that's something that that I'm gonna incorporate into my life right now. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> You got a lot of take a lot of comments on the quad. Yeah, I didn't write anything down, so <laughs> I took notes. Yeah, I have so one I'm, screenshot. I'm just packed with content. Um, Greg's uncle got him an eight by ten picture, mm-hmm. like of himself. Like the uncle gave Greg a picture of the uncle. Oh, I'm an uncle. Hmm. Yeah. I wrote that down. That's good. Yeah. Maybe the Dire Wimpy Kid books aren't very funny. Mm-hmm. No, no, they are. Wait. Might, it might be part of the problem with just reading oh, quotes wait. and excerpts yep. from the Dire Wimpy Kid is that they're not very funny and they're made for little children. I yep. hear you, I hear you, and I raise you, Zooey Mama. Hey, Zooey Mama. Okay, now let's go, boys. It's all you had to say, Yeah, it's yeah. the funniest thing Dang ever. Um, Zooey Mama is pretty perfect. That's, that's Did, really... Which came first, the Zooey Mama or the Bazinga? Uh, Zooey Mama, no doubt. No, Bazinga. Not true. Um, Big Bang Theory definitely happened before 2007. Ooh, Big Bang Theory so. came out in 2007. Oh, oh crap. crap. The same year as Diary of Kid 1. We really got it. But we when did Bazinga dates. come out? Bazinga's got to be in the first episode. Really? It has to be. <clears throat> first I don't know. instance Also, I need to know... Bazinga. <laughs> I need to know, like... <laughs> like... Seven twelve central. The word Bazinga was first used in the season two finale. Whoa. Wow. Because I was starting to side with Brent here. I thought maybe that's why they made the show. Yeah. It's because they knew they had <laughs> it's that. so they could say Bazinga. Gold nugget, yeah. So, yeah. You I need to tell me. So, that means that, that there are two Zooey seasons, Mama was first. Two seasons of Big Bang Theory, and on the finale, they release what? Like, one Bazinga? They, they let loose one Bazinga? <laughs> you gotta save the first Bazinga for the finale. Well, because everyone knew it was coming. Yeah, everyone yeah. knew something great when was right around Bazinga the corner. Gonna drop. Yeah. <laughs> They've been teasing Bazinga for so many episodes yeah. at that point. How long does it take young Sheldon to say Bazinga? That's a good question. And that why did really old Sheldon question. go so long without saying? Maybe he didn't say anything, do anything funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seasons. Well, the only funny thing he does is say Bazinga. But Bazinga, like, piggybacks onto everything, so it makes everything he does funny. Yeah. I do want to pull a play out of the Big Bang Theory um, mm-hmm. playbook and and tease Pudwill's Bazinga. Mm-hmm. Not Bazinga, okay. but our own Bazinga. Right, uh, yeah. It's our com- own Zooey Mama. It's soon. Mm-hmm. Stay it's tuned. Coming. It's coming. <laughs> uh, is that all your notes from book one? <laughs> I think it's enough. Yeah. I, I'll be honest, <laughs> I, have, so I have more. I have plenty <laughs> more, but I, let's just move on. I'm trying to go for extra all credit. Right. Yeah. Well, I had book two, Roger Rules, which was the best of the films. Yes. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely the best of the films. And I had a lot of really good memories about the movie, mm-hmm. but I did not remember much about the book. I think I remember it being my favorite book. 
And I gotta say, I was not like a huge fan of oh, Roger wow. Rules wow. on this read-through. Because the movie had so much heart, mm -hmm. you know? In the movie Roderick Rules, it's all about how Roderick sucks, but then they become friends. Mm -hmm. Like, the brothers mm -hmm. unite, you know? And there's some beautiful, oh, really? like, emotional moments in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's hard for me to believe, having just read the first right. book, where well, the relationship is... In the, is in the book Roderick Rules, Roderick's just a jerk. Yep. And Greg's also a jerk. <laughs> yes. That's something I want to revisit. And that's, in, how the, yeah. that's how the book is, is that Roderick's a bad person. Uh-huh. With... Mm -hmm basically no redeemable qualities right and greg is only likable because he's the the narrator yeah but right. if, but if looked at from the third third person perspective he's just a bad selfish person mm -hmm. um and that's really i really was just not having a good time reading this book i was just like i kind of hate all these people except for rally but he just gets dunked on yeah it's, <laughs> yeah. it's really, stop really a, a constant <laughs> theme i just don't know like what's interesting <laughs> to me is that this book is for children <laughs> and mm -hmm. wait yours was for children <laughs> <laughs> reading it as a child i think i would want to be greg because he's the main character but i don't think i should want to be greg but there were some funny things in it kind of <laughs> well no well maybe not <laughs> man uh that's sad to hear because the first one is just packed with great jokes right they talked about how Rowley ate the cheese. You didn't talk about that, but in the first book, Rowley ate the I, cheese. It's, right. It was on my list, but I cut it for time. Yeah. Yep. Um, <clears throat> it really, in the second book, it really skims over the cheese stuff, touch stuff. Because it's just like, it has a side note where it's just like, I, I, like even over the summer, I forgot that I had the cheese stuck. Luckily, there was a new gay, new kid named Jeremy Pendle in Homeroom, so I took care of that problem, and it just shows him touching Jeremy Pendle. Wow. <laughs> and that's just it. <laughs> cheese touch is gone. It's, yeah. Well, it's not gone. Well, I guess Jeremy Pindle has it, but, you know. Man. It says that people with last names that start with late letters are stupid. That's a claim that the book makes. And I agree. Wow. <laughs> it's so true. The earlier the alphabet your last name goes, the smarter you are. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's true. <laughs> it's so true. It's a lot of this, it's a lot of this Roderick being a bad person and, like, stealing from his parents Mm. and not doing any work to help the family out, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe I'm just taking it too seriously, but it really just, it really just hurt me. It really just got in my core. The, um... They play D&D, &D, which is fun, and then the mom wow. plays D&D &D in it. Oh, That's nice. I remember that. It's good bonding time for them. Yeah. I don't have any funny things to say like you did, Chase, because there was, there's, this was a really serious... Yeah. To me, this book was very serious. It was a commentary on just, like, entitlement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah, in mine... I think when I was younger, before I became Emperor, I only read the first three books. Yeah. Uh, the trilogy. The trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> and so reading this, I remembered bits and pieces of it. And I think Greg is a irredeemable person as well. Yes. Like, he's... Yeah. Well, all... Well, the family is bad. Yeah. And I don't know if... I mean, I'm sure it was on purpose, but it's just like... You see, in, in mine, it starts off... It's January. So I assume it was... The first book happens right before summer. And then the second book, second book happens right after summer. Yeah. And then this one starts... 
the top of the year. Like it's January first, mm-hmm. out the gate, New Year resolutions, mm, yeah. and it starts with everyone's doing their New Year resolutions, and I couldn't think of one because I'm already perfect. Gosh. And yeah. he's just yeah. like, <laughs> I told I told my mom that she should chew her chips better. Yeah. And how she said she was gonna start going to the gym, uh-huh. and she hasn't even gone to the gym like right. to stop going yeah come on and it's like my dad's gonna eat healthier and uh spoiler alert well you already read it it's not spoiler he's the snack thief that goes throughout like half the book mm. it's like all these snacks are gone yeah and roderick's a bad person so he's just i think his was just like roderick punched me three times and that was the three strike system and i need i didn't even develop what you're out meant and so it's like okay so roger's just abusive <laughs> and yeah as a new year's resolution he didn't decide to stop being abusive and manny is still manipulative and like yeah a toddler right yeah i want to like you mind if i highlight a moment in book two that yeah, came yeah, to go mind for go for it it's where it's a ongoing like event where um there's shiraj gupta uh-huh. is like a friend mm-hmm. in school right <clears throat> but greg does a joke where he, like, Shiraj does not exist. Yes. That's referenced in this book. He does the, the joke Classic. where it's like, Shiraj's not a real, like, where'd he go? We can't find him. He's yeah. invisible. You know? Mm-hmm. And then that joke hits off and everyone starts jumping out on it. And Greg is like, this is my chance for fame. Mm-hmm. Like, for glory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so Greg just rolls with it. It's like most of the book. They're just tormenting Shiraj into thinking, <laughs> into, like, they're just then gaslighting he, Shiraj ruthlessly into his non-existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Shiraj, like, at one point he has a meltdown in <laughs> class yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. And Greg just, like, refuses to give in. And Greg, like, for a while he's not getting caught about it and stuff, and he's just like... Mm-hmm. And then he gets caught and he has to apologize to Shiraj. Mm-hmm. And there's just like... But Greg has no remorse. Right. No... So- my question is, caught for what? And remorse for what? For just, like, uh, bullying a kid. Yeah, yeah, well, but yeah. he didn't bully him. He just acted like he didn't exist. <laughs> well, in, in my book, it April 1st comes around. And they start off where they're like, what are we going to do to Shiraj? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they decide that whenever he's around, they're going to talk really soft and make him think he's losing his hearing. That's funny. Oh, <laughs> but... It's all yeah. good but stuff. Then he, That's pretty funny. But then Shiraj goes to the teacher immediately and it says as if he was trying to prevent another Shiraj. <laughs> because Shiraj is, is like traumatized. Incident. Yeah. <laughs> and James, you brought up the breakdown that he had in class as if that wasn't the pinnacle of the prank. Okay. Yeah. That was the goal. <laughs> I guess so. There's just like, there's no, Greg does so many like scummy things and there's yep. never a moment of remorse in his heart now in this Greg... i feel like in the movies there's always like an emotional part where it's like oh i realized that i've been a jerk mm-hmm. let me fix it but in the book mm-hmm. it's just like and then i got off scot-free see yep. you guys next year yeah in this one he's terrible his dad's gonna send him to military school uh he does his dad a solid which i think is just like a bad parenting thing where it's like hey, I don't want to do this thing. If you can get me out of it, I won't send you to military school. And so that was just like a really weird mm. um, father-son moment. Yeah. yeah like him and Rowley, I was like, oh, we're going to do a time capsule. 
And so Greg doesn't have any good Christmas presents. So he just puts $3 in there. And he's like, I'm putting $3 in there. You need to put some of your stuff in there. So he puts like a toy, a video game, and like some sunglasses in there. And it's like, he didn't get to play that video game Dang. because Greg had the idea of putting a time capsule in there. So in the future, when there's time travel, uh, they'll see a note that says, this $3 is from Greg, please pay it forward. So like the time traveler will come back and with inflation, mm. or like, no, not inflation, but like the price of the US dollar would be bigger. So he's like, he, he gaslit his that's friend. that's how money work. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, that's not, it's going to go the other way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Every other economy crashes except for the, the U.S. Mint. It's the United States of America, baby. Um, and yeah. one of my only favorite part so did this. I was thinking where that was going was that Greg was going to dig up the time capsule mm-hmm. and then give Riley stuff as Christmas presents. No, Greg but that's not what happened. Um, <laughs> when the snack thief... That seemed like a very Greg move. When the snack thief is still at large, from his friend. he's uh, going through like sugar withdrawal. And so he remembers that there's $3 in Rowley's front yard because they dug the hole in his front mm-hmm. yard. So he, in the middle of the night, digs up the time capsule, takes the $3, and then decides, while I'm here, I'll take these gifts. So he does. Okay. So he, That but, is no, the Greg move. But, but he takes them to his house, buys some candy, eats the candy, and then like plays the video game. It yeah. doesn't tell Rowley. That's the great thing. And, like, mm. the book ends, and he never tells Rowley. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's never, like, so, so he, any he, comeuppance in the book. He stole. <laughs> oh, and many times he has Rowley do physical labor uh, for yes. Greg. Yeah. Uh, but there's, so, you know, it starts at the beginning of the year. There's Valentine's Day. And he talks about last year, or he's trying to, he's trying to get with Holly Hills. Yeah. Like, the high schooler? No, no, Heather Hills is the high schooler. Holly Hills is her younger sister. Younger sister. Yeah, that's right. But he says, last year, I had a crush on Natasha. And so this is his uh, Valentine's Day card he sends to her. Uh, Beloved Natasha, for you, a a fire blazes in my heart. So strong that the embers alone could bring a thousand hot tubs to a boil. So intense that it causes snowmen everywhere to despair. Wow. Let the bonfire of my love wrap you in its warmth. Only your kiss could quench the flames that so consume me. To you, I pledge my love, my desire, my life. Greg. That's incredible. It's beautiful. <laughs> I, really, I wish I'd read that book just so I could read that yeah, part. So and I was just like, wow. <laughs> Greg is down bad, simping so hard for Natasha. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was pretty funny. Yeah. So can we so agree good. after reading that note that Greg is good? I think it's manipulation. No. I think yeah. it's because he, when is he's when he's front facing, when well, he's displaying, when he's peacocking, mm-hmm. he's like he's putting on that those airs, you know, but never in his own heart. Greg he is very conniving, so he can think. Greg is well a soulless for himself. Uh, okay, all right, I've heard enough. But, I feel like well, well, Ch- Wait, no, Chase, no. Chase, let me follow up. <laughs> Go so ahead. He, he gives her the note, and then she gives him like a store bought. You're out of this world. And it's a picture of an alien, and it was meant for someone else who was oh. sick. So she scratches out that person's <laughs> name and awesome. writes Greg's. And he, uh, I forget the words he says, but he's basically just like, "Love isn't real. She's a terrible person. Uh, I never want to see her again." And it's just like the 180 of when this kid she's never met professes his love for her, 
and it's not met with equal or more love, he's just like, man, screw her. It was like the most incel move. Yep. Are you guys done? I uh, hate Greg Heffley. Yeah, Greg Heffley's the worst. Yeah. I think, okay. <laughs> I don't know if you guys understand what you're doing here. <laughs> I just read book one. Greg is me. Oh. I'm Greg. Oh. I related to Greg on every level. Everything Greg did, I thought, great wow. idea, Greg. Yeah. And every time people were mean to him, I was like, they shouldn't have done that. Greg's great. <laughs> <laughs> every Jason time anything Greg good happened to Every time yeah. <laughs> anything good happened to him, I was like, that's yeah. great. That's mm-hmm. exactly well. what should have happened to him. And you guys are saying all these bad stuff about him. And so you're saying all this bad stuff about me. Mm. James, you said soulless. Yeah. yeah. I think I think his his personality and heart is that of his of his empty visage on the book. <laughs> Greg is a um, selfish flesh homunculus. Uh-huh. He's a line he drawing of a yeah. man. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, he wants nothing more than the most immediate uh, self gratification. Yeah. And I which is just I twisted hold, wizard. I hold too. my case. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you guys? How dare you guys? I'm pretty excited to see what that wacky boy gets up to in these next few books. <laughs> in the next books. I do have to really applaud Jeff Kenny mm-hmm. for the genius idea of writing a book from the like direct like perspective, and it's as if a middle schooler is writing it. Yes, because it's so le- easy to write. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like the rhetoric is right. is very just like entitled sixth grader. Yeah, so it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I think Jeff Kenny hates children. Probably. probably. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Jeff Kinney sees himself as a Greg insert or a Rowley insert? Like, is Jeff Greg mm, I or think is he's Jeff Greg. Rowley? You think he's Greg? I think only a Greg we could all create are. Greg. We're all Greg. Yeah. Or, or Maybe we're all Greg. But the thing is, if he, was a, if he was a Rowley, then he knows, like, the sins no, of Greg. That's the thing. That's what makes it so tragic is that Rowley does not know. No, Rowley's no, too no, good no, to no, know. No, I'm Jeff, Rowley cannot conceive. Jeff was Rowley and then he like matured and oh, understood maybe and so now he's like writing a like a self insert story to show how like oh. Greg wronged Rowley time and time again yeah. so he's just like this is for the Greg in my life to show what a terrible person you were to me mm. yeah wow maybe it's really maybe it's really good books we've been talking about them for like 20 minutes yeah. though <laughs> Well, we're, well, that's because last time we talked about one book, and this one we're talking about three. Yeah. Three non-book books. <laughs> yeah. It took me an hour and 15 minutes to read that book. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure that before next week you read book four, five, four, and, five and six. Yes. That's your reading assignment. Mm-hmm. Congrats. You better do it. Um. That's right. We had some bonus music this week because <laughs> I was this... trying to do Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> That's right. We had bonus music this week because this week's headline of Puddle Emergency Evening News is very musical. Hi, oh. my name's John Cougar Mellencamp, and a a highly anticipated song has just dropped. Ooh. Everyone's been waiting for All years. Right. Yes. That's right. Obama finally did it. <laughs> Mambo number six is here. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's, it is a absolute 
it's a great song. <laughs> I'm just worried because the quintet was so perfect on its own mm-hmm. that them deciding to like open it up again is just you know yeah. kind of scary to me. But and, no one, no one but Obama could do it. Yeah, right, yeah. A lot of people were scared. Um, you know, when when it was first announced, once they realized it was Obama, someone that you know could be trusted to take this in the right direction, and that's what he did. Mm. Yeah. What's and dental th- assistants everywhere love it. <laughs> wow. Okay. They're riding in the streets because they love it so much. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> now I can finally add another add a second song to my playlist. <laughs> That's good. I just have the one. Uh-huh. Does this one have dump it the trumpets in it? Yo. It does. Okay, good. Okay, good. Does it have right. Rachel? Uh-huh. Monica? Oh, uh, she's in there. Phoebe? Ooh. Phoebe didn't make it. Ooh. Okay. She make the cut. Yeah, Chandler and Joey and Ross there, right? Yeah, they're all in there. Okay, <laughs> yeah. cool, cool. That's the main ones. Yeah. And uh, uh Ugly Naked Guy, I think was a character. <laughs> ugly naked guy. I think that was a character. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Well, thank you, John Cougar Mellencamp. Absolutely. This is John Cougar Mellencamp signing off. Bye. Boop. All right. There he goes. So as aforementioned, we're we're we might you know as we always do we're gonna break the mold a little bit for this put Will Silver break episode. Mm-hmm. And by breaking the mold, I mean we are going to demolish democracy. No more will there be. You know, just like conflict arising from the freedom of choice. Now it will be declared by a sole party. Mm-hmm. And for this episode, that sole party is Brent. So he's going to tell us what we're going to do for the second half of the episode. All right. Uh, I still, or at least I, want your suggestions on what we should do, but not as a podcast idea, but as a uh, beneficial totalitarian decree. <laughs> Uh, so please send us your totalitarian decrees that we might yeah. uh, agree with you or disagree with you and never mention them. Anyway, so, this is just for the summer break. Uh, this is as just summer. soon as summer as the five hundred days of summer end, mm-hmm. we will go back to the Pudwill format that you know and love. The format's coming back, but not during summer. We just did our uh, summer reading, and Mom said it's okay to go out and play. So that's what we're doing. And this this is something where um, Joe Biden has asked us to kind of test run this as something that America mm-hmm. might also implement yeah. should it go well. So if, if Pudwill Summer Break... We actually have a clip of Joe Biden <laughs> asking, us to, asking us to do that. Oh, I'm, I'm Joe Biden. Oh, wait, oh, I'm not going to get into it. My, my leg hairs. My leg hairs. I'm Joe, I'm Joe Biden. Uh I'm Joe. I'm I'm Joe Biden, and we gotta those Pudwill boys. They gotta, they gotta go outside and play for summer break, because, because that's what America needs in these trying times. <laughs> they gotta go out for summer break. <laughs> they gotta go out and play. We can't have democracy now. The times are too hard. We gotta get those Pudwill boys to demolish democracy. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, yeah thank and, you, Joe, so much for that. And with... Uh, We're happy to work with you. <laughs> with Joe's support, I bring before the council of me... Uh, <laughs> We're going to build a fort. That's, that, <laughs> All that's right. Our, our, our okay. summer setup is we're going to build a fort. That's a good summer. And 
you're going to hear all about it after this ad break. <laughs> we thank you for choosing Russell Stover. Since its introduction in 1923, Russell Stover has been honoring the craft of fine chocolate making. We use only the finest ingredients such as real fruit, butter, and sweet cream. We hand blend these ingredients in small batches using copper kettles and kitchen mixers. We then enrobe each piece of our proprietary chocolate, wrapping in freshness and creating a fine chocolate confection, proudly made in America. We hope you enjoy our chocolate bunnies as much as we enjoy crafting them for you. Handcrafted in small batches, <laughs> Russell Stover. Nutrition facts. About six servings per container. Serving size, one-sixth piece, 33 grams. Proudly made in America. America, America, God set his grace on thee. And done. Man, I'm so glad we put our last our last stone block into this medieval fortress. Yeah. That was pretty fun that was a yeah. pretty fun summer afternoon activity. The uh Oh the boy. whips definitely made it go faster. <laughs> but I think it was worse. Uh, definitely. Uh, Why did we hire those guys to hit us with whips when we, we went slow? I, I mean, we're going for that historical accuracy. This is this is a a medieval fort, no doubt, <laughs> by medieval means. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, now we're in this fort. And we got it's torches. We got so good. Buttresses. A it's gate. So, buttresses. Mm -hmm. Wait. Did we build in the gate? Wait, who was supposed to build in the gate? Chase, were you supposed to build the gate? Was I? Yeah, no, supposed to? No, right, right here on the wall, where there's like a black outline and like a little circle, and it says gate. You didn't, you didn't build the supports for the gate. Well, it's like a, it's like a fort, so we're doing imagination stuff a little bit. I thought maybe that oh. was part of that kind of <laughs> nope. element. Well, at least the invading nations can't get to us in here. Ooh, the most secure fort yes. ever. True. Fort. True. Does the make our fort a prison no okay awesome because i don't want to be a prisoner yeah, i mean it's a nice summer eve it's not you know if i if ever i were to be stuck in a fort it would be with you three you two <laughs> well yeah you three there's the you two that i can see but then there's the fort witch and she's around oh of course I mean, and you two fort without a fort witch also you two is here <laughs> <laughs> <And you> <laughs> Thanks for coming to our fort, Yeah, YouTube. which is cool, because we have music, but also I'm mm -hmm. kind of tired of hearing Bono's political opinions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, Bono. Yeah, it's just like, I'm trying to have a chill fort sesh. I can't wait to go down to uh, to the butcher's corner and just get some, some nice meats, Let's, some smoked meats. The butcher's corner is outside of the fort. Um, <sighs> Bono, you were in charge of yeah. bringing the food inside the fort. Did you bring the food inside the fort? Tell me, food. <laughs> food, food inside the fort. 
<laughs> Bono, you Bono. forgot to bring the food inside the fork. Bono. Uh, We're gonna have to eat some of the lesser known members of you two. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that was my job. I thought that was the drummer's job. Man. I'm not the drummer. Well. <laughs> Definitely, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I still love it in this fort, though. Even if we can't get out and there's no food. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we could all uh, come together to to build this historically accurate medieval fort. Yeah. Uh, even if it doesn't have a gate. And it's okay. Uh, it's all good. At least we got the torture room. We do have right. the torture. We room. have the torture room, and I'm so glad we added it. And even if we can't get nutrients in, we can get it out. You know, <laughs> we got the zone for that. Yeah, we got the export we, we have, we tube. Have the poles. <laughs> um, did we forget anything in this fort? Other than food and gate? Or... or I feel like there's something missing. What? Okay, wait. Let's go down the checklist. Right. Fort. Uh-huh. Check. Check. Yeah. Exists. Um, we missed the gate. Missed the gate. We torture room check. Torture room check. The the nutrient the 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 poopy tube. Poop tube yeah. <laughs> we got yeah. it. Yeah, the poopy tube. Wasn't oh. there was something else, wasn't it? Oh wait, we forgot to bring our podcast equipment in. 